Are you ready for change? Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to Mr. Change Agent Podcast. Your host, Ron Ovitt, with Empower Ministry. He's recovery coach, pastor, counselor, author, and creator of Emotional Relearning. And uh, today we're picking it up talking about habits, talking about addictions, and it's just been a fascinating series. And I trust you've been joining us and inviting your friends to be here as well. Uh, Ron, today we're picking it up and uh, left off last time about expectations. And you've been talking so much about the brain and, and how it works and the reasons we get addicted. And it's been fascinating stuff. But what do you mean by expectation and challenging them? What what, what are you talking about here? Yeah, we're, probably this podcast and the next, we're really going to try to tackle some of the reasons we feel we do it. You know, there's a whole field of study called motivational expectancy theory. And it's about outcome expectations. It examines what you expect to gain from your behavior. And so I often challenge people, what are you getting from it? What are you getting from it? Because we do, you know, we don't do any, something for nothing. What's so interesting, you get some people say, well, I, I smoke because it uh, calms me down. Someone else to say, oh, I smoke because it, it gets me going. You know, so, I mean, you got different things. And sometimes people say the same thing. So the same person says, it, in one instance, it gets me going. Another person, you know, another time it gets me down. So we need to manage these expectations. And so I usually have them, what, what are your reasons? And what I want to do is kind of take a look at some of the main reasons of why we do some of the things and, and maybe challenge them a little bit. And maybe those of you listening here can, if this applies to you, you can challenge it a little bit. I would encourage you, if it applies to someone else, to be, be gentle on these things. Here again, we don't want to alienate someone by going, well, no, that's not true. You know, again, you can get uh, our ebook on uh, www.empowerforliving.com forward slash trigger, singular. A lot of this stuff will be in there. But let's look at this one. It relaxes me. Does it really, or is it just shutting down withdrawal symptoms? Now, it may have been at one time it was helping you relax, but if your addiction really relieves stress, then everyone in high-stress jobs would be taking it. Everyone in, you know, there's all kinds of high-stress jobs out there. It'd be prescribed to everyone. We'd all be doing it. But the fact is we're not. Why? Because it doesn't really relieve stress all the time. Well, what is happening is that the stress is coming from the addiction. You know, stressful situations come and intermingle with already stressful situation of withdrawal. Withdrawal is the physical and emotional and mental stress that comes when your brain is experiencing the rebound effect of addiction and the dopamine insistence that you have to have your drug of choice. This is the true stress you're relieving. And it lulls you into believing that all your stress is gone and you decide to be without it would be depriving yourself of a great stress reliever. But it's not true. You have the capacity to find real ways to relieve stress. 
but your addiction only exaggerates it, uh, the situation by delaying any real action toward the real life stressor. So you're not really working on the real life stressors. You're just calming down the rebound effect, the withdrawal effect. The thing that I marvel about all this, Ron, and I think mm-hmm. might be surprising some of the listeners as well, is that, geez, we're lied to so many times. And so much of it is from our inner voice or from our own brain telling us things that, mm-hmm. that just aren't true because it's developed for whatever reasons its mechanisms kick in and what you're saying is we have to grab hold of that and shake it and say no you're not in command of things I am Yeah, and have to fight those lies. When they started coming up with the decade of the brain in the 1990s and I started studying this stuff right after that because the books were starting to come out and that I had already been to graduate school did some study and all that stuff. This stuff was so exciting because we finally realized how the brain I mean for years I was told it was two things, my subconscious mind or uh, satanic attacks, you know, because of my background in ministry and that. Now mm-hmm. I believe in spiritual things. So you take some of that and you study that and you also study. Even I used to pray, Lord, help me with my subconscious mind because now I know that that the brain is there and it works for reasons. The thing is, when we go on this high alert, you know, we were made to, you know, a uh, long time ago, you know, because of dangers in the wild, you know, some animals coming. We had to, we survived because of these mechanisms, sure. But now it's, oh, my boss won't like me, or I might lose my job, or she looked at me this certain way. And and, and all these are coming out of childhood, and they're not true. I mean, we're not going to die from them, but the brain doesn't register that. It doesn't give you a soft, a little lesser dopamine. Boom, it's off and running. And so we know we can overcome this stuff. That's why I'm saying a lot of times what you're reacting to is the brain saying, hey, I got to have it. Well, here's another one, you know, not it comforts me. Now, oxytocin, that's the body's love hormone or the comforting one. It comforts and soothes us when we share closeness with others. And it's true. Alcohol, nicotine, other substances mimic, mimic our own natural comfort or even sugar, right, can give us that, ah, you know. Caffeine, you know, you drink your pop and, ah, you know, you feel somewhat comforted. However, it's only why the substance is used and only in early stages. Tolerance, again, affects its ability to comfort. Uh, Once in the addiction cycle, are you really comforting yourself or calming down the withdrawal effect? And the reaction to the dopamine signal wanting to use again. I can't overstress that. Are you calming down the agitating need to have another cigarette, for example, which is false stress or something really stressful? And if it is, then this is just a short answer. Go get the real answer. Figure out why things are bothering you. Get some help. Get some counseling. Well, here's another one. It gets me going. You know, comforting and relaxing is one thing, but many people look to their addiction to help them get going and give them energy, make them feel alive. You know, an adrenaline junkie, right? He's not looking to calm down. He's looking to climb the cliff, you know, and and be on the edge, you know, and get this adrenaline going. Here again, that can become an addiction. And so, you know, the real issue is with rebound intolerance. Are you needing the energy and pick me up because of your true nature or because you're having a rebound effect that makes you tired and needing a stimulant? You're not solving the problem. There are better ways to naturally feel more energy. Good nutrition and exercise will help. Stress reduction is another. Relieving the internal chatter, right, with all its lies is another helpful way to reduce stress, resulting in more energy. 
We need to solve the issues, not mass them with your addiction. So please, all you mountain climbers out there, I'm not saying it's wrong to go rock climbing, okay? I'm not saying it's wrong to do exciting things. But when you have to have it, when you feel so down because you don't have it, you got to ask yourself, what's going on here? Am I addicted? Well, how about this one? My addiction helps me with my problems. I have heard this one so many times. Mm-hmm. I beg to differ with that. It's an illusion. It makes you numb yourself to your problems. It may provide a temporary escape, but in no way is solving your problems. It's an illusion. In a way, it's become your new problem. Exactly. It's your big problem. Oh, I got money problems. Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. what are you spending it on, yeah. you know? Man, I've got guys out there that crack cocaine. They'll go for thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, this is serious stuff. Perhaps it makes you temporarily not care about your problems, but that is that solving them? In fact, it only exasperates your situation and causes more fallout. It's like saying that procrastination, because you temporarily forget your deadline, gets your reporting on time. <laughs> no, uh, it only aggravates it. Likewise, your addiction is not helping you deal with your problems. It's helping you escape. The real solution is to be clean of your addiction and allow your brain to function normally, and you'll help with your situation. There are answers, but it's not in your addiction. And, and let me say this. There's a post-acute withdrawal, we call pause, in a lot of addictions. And so it's going to take a little time for you to feel on the top of your game again. And so a lot of times people just want to use again because they want to feel sharper. But you can get there naturally. So we'll look at some more of these as we get into the next podcast. But I hope that this has helped. And and again, start challenging yourself. What am I really gaining here? What am I gaining? I just had a young person contact me today because they're going to quit cigarette smoking. And they, they were saying... Well, you know, I, I hope I can do it. Well, here's, here's the point. I asked them, why are you quitting? What's your why? What is your why? When you can answer that why, and you can see that being without it is going to be better than being with it, that why is really worth pursuing, then all, the, all that matters there is going through a little bit of withdrawal. And even as bad as heroin withdrawal is, people do it. Mm-hmm. They do it all the time. And you can do it too. So, anyways, I want to encourage those in great, this thing. Great. So grab on to your why. You know, sit there and yeah. ask yourself why and, and, and hang on to it. Believe it. See life. it. See yeah. yourself doing it. It's worth it. Very good. You've been listening to the Mr. Change Agent podcast with your host, Ron Ovitt, founder and director of uh, Empower Ministry, recovery coach, as you can probably tell from the podcasts, and pastor counselor. So uh, we're just so glad to have him here. And these have been fantastic. A lot of response to these. And uh, I would just challenge you to go to their website, empowerforliving.com, and look at the resource page. And while you're there, pick up the uh, free download of their ebook on triggers. That would be at empowerforliving.com forward slash trigger. And check out their YouTube channel as well. That's uh, Go to YouTube, look search bar, put Mr. Change Agent, and Ron's picture will come up, and you can click that. and. You'll be in there with tons of material for you to look at and share. So make sure you tell others about this. Uh, get them, send the links over to friends. Let them know that this exists and that this podcast can really help. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Mr. Change Agent.